Big changes coming for some future retirees looking for choices that better fit, let's say, their ages. They're, uh, I don't know, we're going to explain what, what it all means. Joe knows what I'm talking about. It is Monday, July 6th. This is Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you, I said this before that it was the last time, but it is truly the last time I will be in my mom's basement while it's in Detroit, Michigan. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends. We leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. Uh, money, meet Google Sheets or Excel. You know, as I hit the road, Bobby, and I decide where the heck I'm going to live, it's, <laughs> it is important to have a great budget and be able to see where all your money's coming from and where it's going. And I use Tiller Money to do that. Head to TillerHQ.com forward slash MWF. And not only will you get 10% off, but you can also try it for free ahead of time to see if you like it as much as I do. And one thing I like, a, a retirement plan, plan that I like is the government retirement plan called the Thrift Savings Plan, the TSP. I know a lot of people listening to the show are have uh, TSP money, but even if you don't, hang on, because this actually isn't a story just about the TSP. We're going to be talking about target date funds as well. So let's see which one of our friends can help us kick off today's discussion. This is John. This is David of the Queer Money Podcast. Money headlines explained six days a week. That means you're tuned into Money with Friends. All right. This piece comes to us from Investment News, and it's written by Emil Halaz. Emil writes, the federal thrift savings plan for government employees is catching up with the rest of the 401k industry with its target date investments, adding vintages in five-year increments. On July 1st, the $113 billion L Fund target date series will have an additional six vintages available, adding to the current total of four, excluding the 2020 fund, which is going to be be shut down because it's 2020 with the income fund in the private sector defined contribution world target date fund series that offer funds in five-year increments have been the norm for years and few investment managers offer their products exclusively in 10-year increments the federal retirement thrift investment board recognized this on in 2017 after an analysis by aon hewitt it voted to add the five-year vintages by 2020 as of july 1st the l fund series will now include 2025, 2030, 2035, 2040, 2045, 2050. Does everybody get where I'm going here? 2055, 2060, and 2065 varieties. The changes also expand the retirement time horizon options for younger federal workers as the, lo- the current lineup only goes to 2050. Bobby? With five-year vintage increments rather than just 10-year ones, the plan can place retirement savers in investments that in many cases will be more appropriate for their ages. The expansion to include the 2055, 2060, and 2065 vintages is notable given the current refinance reliance, excuse me, reliance on the 2050 fund, I guess, because that was the the furthest one they had. That option accounted for nearly 1.1 participants as of the end of March, nearly double that of any other life cycle fund in the plan, according to government data. There are more than 2.5 million participants in the plan. Wow. The L funds invest exclusively in a mix of 
other TSP funds, the GFCS and I funds, all of which are managed by BlackRock Institutional Trust. The L fund L funds represent about 20% of the total $557 billion in the thrift savings plan as of the end of March, according to data from the board. A lot of money at stake here. This that, is a, this is actually a bigger deal. You brought this. I have to say, you brought this story to the show. Um, this is not an area I am hugely familiar with, but I am now fascinated by. I, I think a lot of people didn't know how much money we were talking about here. Yeah, because a lot of people that don't know what they're doing, target date funds, Bobby, are the first place that they turn, right? I mean, they turn to a target date fund because what it does, if you're in the 2020 fund that is expiring this year, slowly that fund has become more conservative over time. So they start you off much more aggressive. And as you get closer, to use an analogy that, um, that some people like and some people don't, we talk about landing the plane. And in 2020, now the plane has landed and all that money is going into a bond fund called the income fund. So once you reach that that uh, year, whatever year it is, it finally gets conservative enough that now it's in a much, much safer, safer place. So for beginners, a lot of people go, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to go ahead and choose one of these uh, one of these funds instead where I'm diversified. I'm a little more aggressive and money automatically gets more conservative as I get there. So from the at the surface level, it seems like it would be a good investment. Yeah. By the way, I do want to issue one little correction. I may have misspoken. Kevin in our Facebook live audience is asking 1.1 participants. I should have said, if I didn't say it correctly, 1.1 million participants as of the end of March. I don't know if I, missed, I, don't know if I said million, uh, but in case I did not say million, just to be clear, there's a lot of people in this um, that it we're is, talking about that it, are in that uh, last bit. Anyway. It isn't the one TSP participant in their 0.1 mm, uh, no. friend? No. Not that. No, 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 no. But I, I mean, I think it's important that you brought this to our attention. I also think, you know, I've always been a little bit wary. I, I do have, we, we, the Royal, we family, um, we do have a little bit of money in targeted funds because I do absolutely see their value because of all the things you just talked about, how they will basically automatically rebalance your portfolio to be more age appropriate. But it is also interesting that these are, they often are funds of funds. And so, Sometimes they can be more expensive, not in every case, but it is something that at least with 401k plans, I've always been aware of that you, you are sometimes paying more for them. Yeah. And, and it'd be worth more. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's funny when you talk to retirement experts and uh, and uh, uh, people like I listen to other podcasts, some podcasters are for target date funds. Some are against target date funds. I come down on the negative side only because of two reasons, Bobby. Number one is what you said. By the way, the TSP, not one of those expensive funds, incredibly well managed. All the funds inside of the TSP, it, it's an incredibly responsibly managed uh a system, retirement system that government employees have. So I'm not worried about that part, but most, most uh, target date funds are incredibly expensive. And it's almost like in his book, Kitchen Confidential, Tony Bourdain, uh, a book of his, by the way, that I absolutely loved. He talked about the chef when they couldn't get people to buy something all week long and it sat in the refrigerator and it didn't look good anymore. They would chop it up and make it and throw it into a salad so that they could get rid of it. Right. And so this was part of his eat before you read this chapter, which is notorious with people that read a lot about 
this this stuff. Uh, for a lot of fun families, target date funds are that salad. They're a bunch of funds that nobody buys. They have high expenses. They throw them all into a fund. Target date funds seem like a hot thing to buy. And then they add not only the fee of this expensive fund that's kind of crappy on the inside, but they also have another manager that manages all the funds. So now you have fees on top of fees and it and it's nasty. There's a good place, Bobby, where people can look for uh, uh, clues, whether their target date fund's good or not. And it's a third-party rating service called Morningstar. Mm-hmm. Go, to, go to Morningstar.com. It's free. They want you to sign up, but you don't have to sign up. You can get anything you want there for free. Um, just type in the name of your fund, and they will give you a complete rundown of how expensive it is and how good those funds are on the inside. Yeah, those are really good points. I mean, look, like everything else, even though something may say in their name one thing, and we talked about this on another recent episode, I believe it was about the energy sector and maybe an oil fund. It may be labeled as something that you like, but that doesn't mean you ha- you have to still look at what they're actually doing and read read the prospectus. Yeah. <laughs> so bo- So boring, but you must... Yeah, I mean, especially those fee pages um, and a little bit about knowing how it, it, it runs. I prefer Morningstar because of the fact that it takes that 100-page prospectus and in three oh, pages yeah. gives you as much of that data as, as oh, you really need. absolutely. But yeah. but referencing back to that, that example Agreed. where you had a fund that, you know, the title, the name of the fund implies one thing. People were buying it based on the title of the fund, but their prospectus gave them permission to, if they felt it was the right thing that they wanted to do, <laughs> Do completely things that had yes. nothing to do with the title, right? Yeah. Remember that? They yes. were bidding up this, this totally one fund. Um, so I don't know what episode that is, but go look back a couple of weeks. Yes. We, they, 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 just like COVID, it all starts to run together, Bobby. Yeah. It's the, all blur. <laughs> the, the other thing I want to say is that, and, and this is, this is the really important part about target date funds that I don't love, which is that you need your money to double several times if you're going to get where you're going to go. You need it to, which is a reason to start early number one. You can't go back in time, so start today. And then your money will start compounding. The interest will compound. And you need interest on top of interest. So you need that 10 to become 20, become 40, become 80, become 160 bucks as fast as possible. But Bobby, if you think about that, the last double is the important one. And what happens in target date funds that I dislike very much is they are, to use that term I used earlier, they're landing the plane at the same time that you really need that last double. And so financial planners will tell you that instead, think of your retirement as buckets and you'll get the same place. Have money that you're going to land the plane with for those first few years, but then leave the rest of your money in more aggressive funds that are better for long-term investment. Sure, over the short run, they will shake more, right? But historically, over long periods of time, leaving your money in stocks that you're not going to need for 10 plus years has always been a good option. Well, you're pointing out something that's obvious, but people don't necessarily think about it. And that is because retirement is so long, like let's say you're working from age 25 to, you know, 60. So you're working 35 years. Um, you might also be retired for 35 years. So you, you don't, it's not your investing horizon isn't 35, it's 35. And then a different approach to investing because some of your money has to last a very long time. So you are not landing the plane flat at age, you know, whatever, yeah. 65, you are having enough to live on, but the rest could be in there for another 20, 30 years. And you have to think of that, that your time horizon is not 
ending. It's just kind of the middle, really, when you think about it. And, and, and I think you bring up a good trick for people that want to go ahead and use target date funds. Don't pick Bobby that year that you're going to retire, maybe go 10 years further, you know, because still part of it's going to be conservative. And to your point, you're not, I mean, unless you're having a big blowout the first year retirement, and if so, I want to be there to help you spend oh. your money. Uh, but if not, if you want money to last, you, you definitely want to, to push it back further. By the way, our friends hanging out with us here live on Facebook, and you can hang out with us while we make shows, head to facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. Lots of people talking about my brunch analogy. Uh, Joe says, that's why I drink my brunch, which I think is important. <laughs> and Annette has a good, uh, a good, she says, never order special at a restaurant. If you haven't read Kitchen Confidential, by the way, man, what a, what a, a lot of things showed Anthony Bourdain's brilliance, Bobby, but that book was just, it was, it was so fun. Just a great I'm um, putting it on my very long reading list. Yes. But yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, just a second. Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways about today's piece, our discussion on target date funds. But uh, first, I want to say a big thanks to Tiller Money for supporting Money with Friends. Money, meet Google Sheets or Excel spreadsheets. You can easily track your financial life in one place with the greatest control. You'll save time with fast, automated updates of your daily transactions and balances directly into your spreadsheet. And you can track all your financial goals in one place so you can make a better budget, spend less money, pay down debt, and collaborate with your family more easily. Uh, for more on how it works and how flexible Tiller Money is, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And not only can you try it out for free, but you'll also get 10% off your annual subscription. So Big thanks to uh, Tiller Money and and uh, congratulations to everybody who used our link because you got ten percent off. Woohoo! Yes. Uh, what's the uh, What's the takeaway here, Bobby? Look, more choices are good. This literally affects millions of people who are wedged into very limited options. But I'm interested also, and we didn't really get to this, to see what other changes are in store as more retirees become dependent on defined contribution plans. I think that it's good that they are looking at this and being thoughtful about it. And it will start to get more, um, I don't know. It, it's just going to, I think there'll be more changes to come and that's a good thing. More people are, it, it just matters more. No, I totally agree. And I think in the 401k industry in general, as we we saw, you and I reported all last year about uh, Robinhood leading the charge to zero for all the major brokerage services, right? When it came to prices, we're now seeing the same thing, I think, that's going to happen with retirement plans. But whether your plan administrators decide to do that or not, uh, the tools are out there to manage this really well. And I, I personally think it's not that hard to pick a few funds and beat your target date fund. It isn't that hard. So um, take control of your money and I think it will reward you very, very much. Very well said. The truth is you can DIY your target date fund. You really can. Yeah. Bobby, thanks for hanging out with us one more time here at the basement in Detroit. Last week I said uh, that was it. I know. But you and I duct taped this uh, at the last <laughs> second so that I could go on vacation. We're recording this a little bit ahead of time. But um, it's funny. There's boxes and empty space all around me. So oh, my goodness. You're going to hold down the fort while I'm, while I'm gone. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> everyone will know. You basically told everyone that if something goes wrong, it's on me. It really thanks, is. Joe. That's what thanks, I, threw, Joe. I threw Bobby under the bus. That's my whole goal. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Bobby, I will throw this your way. How do people help us make the show if they want to have fun and reach out? 
First of all, you must, if you are not already, you must be part of our social media community on Instagram and on Twitter at Money Friends Pod. And stay close to Instagram stories because we'll tell you when we're going to tape. We'll even preview the stories. And you can often participate in polls, quizzes, and questions and get a shout out in the show. You can also learn more about the show on our website at money, excuse me, the website is moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And you know what else they can do, Joe? What else? They can leave reviews. Wait, there's more? There's more. (laughs) They can leave reviews for us and they are appreciated. And I hope they do because it tells people what they're getting into with uh, the evolving nature of the show. And I'm glad to see uh, our reviews lately. Uh, People are recognizing just how much work you and I have put into this show over the last year. We're so tired. (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) But it's it's been fantastic. No, it's good. It's good. All right. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. We'll see you next time back here at Money with Friends. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.